God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And guess what? Today, we have Leonore Cravota on The Scott Adams Show. Welcome to The Scott Adams Show. Good morning, Scott. All right. So I think we might... Let's uh, go ahead and say something. How are, how are you doing today, Oh, it Scott? is. See, it's popped. It's it popped. popped. It's, yeah, we've been having some trouble with this one port on this mixer. It's so. wor- it sounds like it's working now. It is working. Yeah. yeah. No, but I kind of felt it when I first spoke. I said, you know, I don't think anybody's hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, we brought you on today uh, to talk about your new article that, that uh, involves Ram Paul, and we're going to do that near the end of the show. Yes. Um, but in the beginning of the show today, uh, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. I'll start it off, and I'll say that I'm looking at the three big trends. Ukraine, 404,000 posts. Um, the FBI, 310,000 posts. Mark Meadows, 80,000 posts? What's Mark Meadows up to these days? Yeah, and you know, I did meet him. I did an event with him for the American Conservative two years ago. So, uh, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's interesting what's going on with him I now. saw him on a plane once. We were going to North yeah, Carolina, yeah. and he, uh, he was there. He c- couldn't have been nicer. Um, the thing is, uh, he was the chief of staff for Donald Trump, and he made a deal with, you know— uh, I think it was the Georgia case. Mm-hmm. So he made a deal and apparently he like flipped, but that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is there's a new report out that says he wore a wire. Yeah. <laughs> Friends like that. Who, who needs, needs enemies? enemies? Exa- exactly. <laughs> what, what is up with all of the swamp creatures that Trump surrounded himself? So yeah. we decided to go back into the archives and... From June or July, uh, Trump had this interview with Brett Baer, and Brett Baer asked the million-dollar question. It was kind of a great Q&A. And so I have a few of these audio clips. I have a whole bunch of audio clips today that I want to share. They're short. They're sweet. 
and they're juicy, and we can talk about them. But first, I want to talk about this. Um, so Don Jr. says RFK is a Democrat plant to hurt Trump. Mm-hmm. Since the announcement of RFK's 2024 independent campaign, mm-hmm. Don Jr. said it was specifically designed to undermine the MAGA movement. He's not wrong. Dems lie, cheat, and steal. It's what they do. I think that RFK will hurt Biden worse than he hurts Trump. I but, agree. But then again, I mean, you know, the liberals that we know think that, you know, have relegated, and I think they've done a good job at this, and that is, and I think they've done it on purpose. And what they've done is they've basically relegated RFK to being some Fruit Loop. Well, they're calling him, a, you know, an anti-vaxxer. That's what they're doing. And he has every right to be an anti-vaxxer. But, but they're doing it in a very pejorative way. Yeah, no. I, You know, we know a common person um, who's a Democrat that thinks RF, RFK is just out the lunch crazy, yeah. right? He's a conspiracy nut. He's nothing like his father. You know, that kind of thing. And... And they're doing that because they're basically trying to say, we don't want any dissent from the Demo- the Democrat stronghold. Right. We want him to chip away at the Trump base. Right, right. That's what they're trying to say. And that's, how, that's why they're doing what they're doing. Everything has a purpose and a reason. Marjorie Taylor Greene, she's responding to this. Uh, oversight, House Oversight says former U.S. Attorney Scott Brady's testimony confirms ranking member Raskin, that little rascal Raskin, lied about the FBI's Biden bribery record. The U.S. Attorney Office uncovered enough indicia of credit. What the heck does the word indicia mean? Maybe it means uh, enough um, information. Or I anything. thought for sure you would know. No, no. I'm so, of credibility uh, of the evidence and yeah. recommended so, okay, Jamie, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene responds, says Jamie Raskin attempted to help cover up Biden family corruption by lying about the FBI Biden bribery record. The prosecutor who probed the Biden family's deals in Ukraine believed further investigation was necessary, but the FBI resisted. Well, the FBI had over 40 whistleblowers or 40 people come out and say there's fraud folks there's fraud yeah, yeah. and the FBI buried the story so the FBI is flat out and out corrupt they have white they have these actors that are dressed up like white supremacists wearing you know like maga stuff right and marching in order like some sort of militant nazi group they all have like the same khaki pants and the black shirt and the mask you know there's no trump supporter i've ever met that wears a mask no no. you know and uh it's it's a terrible time that we're living in um because we can't just have you know a debate on the issues and discuss the ideas and you know, come with our best foot forward. No, it's got to be censorship. It's got to be guerrilla tactics. It's got to be mercenary groups. It's got to be all kinds of money laundering. It's ridiculous that we're living in this yeah. world. It's totally a banana republic. And this started, I would say this started with Obama. Mm-hmm. And I think Obama really flipped this country upside down and inside out. Totally. And... uh 
you know, because it's around 2008, we were all sort of duped by George Bush, you know, a little bit. Like, we thought that he was an honest guy, and then we realized, well, no, no. His father was a globalist. We knew that. And we knew, and CIA spook. And we should have known better. And we didn't. We didn't learn our lesson. The money laundering that went on with Halliburton and the Cheney family and Enron and all of that, we should have known then what we know now. But thank goodness we had Donald Trump. Even if for four years we learned so much under Trump, we learned about how fake the fake news really is. And I don't call it fake news anymore. I call it legacy news. Legacy. They're a dinosaur. Nobody wants to listen to the legacy news Although, now I just said that, that's a bad cue. Because now we have to listen to this, um, um, Kathy, uh, not Kathy Griffith, uh, but this Griffith woman. Jennifer Griffith. Jennifer Griffith from Fox News. Well, thank heavens <laughs> so, that's not Kathy Griffith. No, no. And it says, the U.S. has carried out multiple airstrikes against Iranian proxies in Syria. Oh, Jennifer, this sounds like huge news. Sean, we can report um, based on senior military sources that U.S. warplanes have carried out airstrikes tonight inside Syria against Iranian proxy forces. We don't know the number of strikes. Uh, We were told earlier today to expect that perhaps uh, F-15s and F-16s would be involved in the airstrikes, but we don't have confirmation yet. All right. So airstrikes in Syria, right? Yeah. All right. Who... Who runs Syria besides the Assad family? Russia. So this is, again, another poke at the bear with Russia. This is a war against Russia. Mm -hmm. And why it's a war against Russia is because Russia, although Russia did come out with this weird statement that says, we're going to try to be net zero or something by 2060. Yeah. But I was, like, surprised that Putin would even say that. Their whole business. And, of course... You know they're not serious about it because they get all their money from their natural resources. So they're not serious about it. They just say it to placate, right? They're just saying it to placate. But Syria is controlled by Russia. Everybody should know that, right, by now. And it was Russia and Russia's um, interest in Syria and their largest naval base outside of Russia happens to be on the west coast of Syria. Mm-hmm. Syria. They just signed a new 50-year lease about eight years ago. And, you know, and they... I found this whoops. Okay. Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh, so. uh, you know what? It's responding to you. Yeah, That's right. what happens. That's why we have to turn these things off. Big so, Brother is watching. So anyway, um, but they, they signed a new lease, and they, they have all this stuff... Uh, this interest there, but it's more about being a gatekeeper for oil flowing from the Middle East into Europe because Russia has a natural interest in sending oil south from Russia. Um, They want to not have such competition coming from the Middle East up into Europe. And that's that's what Iraq presented. Iraq presented an oil pipeline going through Turkey and Syria. And that's why ISIS was the mercenary group that was guarding the oil pipelines and protecting the oil wells, sending oil into Europe. And there were all these black market deals 
oil for weapons, weapons for drugs, drugs for human trafficking, slave labor, refugees. You know, they would say, okay, we don't need any more oil. We don't need any more guns. What we do need is cheap labor. Cheap. We need cheap labor, right? So that's what we need. We need cheap labor. Like Tyson Foods, I have a clip today that we're hopefully going to get to uh, where they're doing child labor. It's not just cheap, it's child. And of course, the open borders exploit the heck out of that. And so do these endless wars. They not only make the military industrial complex rich, just like COVID. Um, What's the difference between a missile and a vaccine? I mean, imagine a vaccine syringe going through the air and bombing Syria, which is what uh, the Griffin woman just said, right? What's her first name? Jennifer Jennifer Griffith. Griffith. Mm -hmm. Griffith. So, you know, what's the difference between a vaccine dressed up like a missile? I mean, it still costs the same amount of money. Whether it's a million vaccines or one missile, they cost a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? And it still causes the same amount of damage. Yeah, and it causes a lot it causes destruction of, of 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 human lives and and that's great for the who who is that great for? That's the great for the depopulation pe- people. Right. You know, like everybody at the World Economic Forum, every globalist on earth that wants depopulation like Bill Gates and mm-hmm. and all of his partners. I mean, so this is what we're up against right now. Right. Is that it's either a vaccine coming at your door or it's a missile coming at your door. It doesn't matter. These are all perpetuating wars on the middle class. It's an attack on the middle class. And the other thing they're doing is they're destabilizing the economy with these wars and these conflicts. They're they're throwing they're printing money and throwing it into the global economy, causing endless amounts of inflation that are crippling crippling the middle class around the world bringing the middle class to their knees to the point where they're going to be so weak that you can disarm them. And they're doing that all the time now. They want to get rid of your guns. I mean, Biden just proposed a um, a um, Australian, oh no, it was Kamala Harris just came out and said, we want to model our gun ban after Australia, mm-hmm. which is basically they confiscated everybody's guns. Then you got Bill Gates and all these people. Now Tyson Foods, once again, not only using child labor, cheap, but they also are partnering with bugs to act as filler. So when you get that processed chicken from Tyson, you know those chicken nuggets? Yeah. They're going to be filled with mosquito guts. Yeah, and, and they're going to call it protein, though. And that is going to be just a disaster, you know? So... What are we going to do? We're going to have to raise our own chickens, but we're not allowed to do that because of the flatulence associated with the chicken. So they got you there too. You know, it's absolutely stunning that we are being victims in this way. We have corrupt politicians in Washington. Take this Jamal Bowman. Finally got arrested. Uh, by we're the talking way. about the guy who pulled the fire alarm. Yeah, and they got it. Tried to pretend that he was going to walk through the door or something, and then the, the and he video, lied about it. And he lied about the whole thing. He should yeah. be thrown out. He's gotten arrested. He's going to be thrown out. And the thing about that is, is that um, lied through his teeth, just straight to the American people. He doesn't care about the truth, and yet he hates Trump. Yeah. And the thing is, is that what he did was so ridiculous. They got the video now. And that's why, you know, Mike Johnson needs to release the J6 tapes. He does. 
He does. He needs to release the J6 tapes because we know that the tapes show things that the the uh, the deep state doesn't want you to see. Right. And that's video clearly showed. He didn't even make an attempt. He thought that he was going to hit the fire alarm, then open the door. He was a school superintendent principal or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. someone that's grooming your kids. And he lies about that, but he doesn't know what a fire alarm looks like. He thinks that somehow that fire alarm is going to open the door, mm-hmm. but then he doesn't even try to open the door uh, yeah. on the video. So that video was damning for him, and now he got arrested as a result of it. Well, speaking of Mike Johnson, uh, here we go with Mike Johnson. Let's take a listen to what he says about Ukraine. Hmm, not so great. No, we don't all do. We don't all do, okay? <laughs> Mike Johnson, Speaker Mike Johnson, we don't all do support aid to Ukraine. Now, he does say one good thing right here. He says, but well, we need we audits. Conditions on that, so we're working through. What, kind of condi- what kind of conditions? accountability and and, uh, and and we want objectives that are clear from the white house but we're going to have those discussions it'll be very productive not i'm not loving this this uh but you know here is again cia hannity you know the cia spook uh wannabe hannity I've, i can't remember the last time i watched a hannity episode i just think he stinks but i liked um, him better when combs was still alive oh really Way back when oh yeah <laughs> yeah well, there was more of a back and forth, you know, when he went, when he went on his own, he, it, it wasn't as interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hannity and Combs. Well, that goes back a long well, way. Well, it does go back a long way. All right. Let's take a listen to Ken Johnson's exchange with Hannity. Uh, old MAGA Mike Johnson going full America last on Hannity. Ukraine aid, Israel aid, more than they even asked for. Hmm. Invoking George W. Bush rhetoric, axis of evil, green light, Israel, prevent preemptive attack on Iran, boots on the ground, maybe America last is in full control. Hmm. So they've got 78 billion. He wants another 61 billion. How will you deal with the issues that he, he wants to tie all of these issues together, which now gets into the budgetary process? How, will you go issue by issue? I told the staff at the White House today that our consensus among House Republicans is that we need to bifurcate those issues. I agree with your assessment in Ukraine, and that's why the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there, and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, we're not going to abandon them, but mm-hmm. Israel is a separate matter. We're going to bring forward a uh, standalone Israel funding measure over $14 billion. Is but it's 14 be, billion enough? Uh, that, well, Israel's requested a little less than that, actually. So the White House they're giving did, them uh, more of than they Israel asked for. And yeah. Of your money. $5 billion specifically mm-hmm. is what we're looking at. It's a very specific number tied to very specific measures. But here's the important thing that distinguishes House Republicans from the other team. We're going to find pay-fors in the budget. We're not just printing money to send it overseas. We're going to find the cuts elsewhere to do that. Um, beyond the money part, is there any... So when he says cuts, who is he cutting from? Cutting from you? He's cutting from me. Yep. He's cutting from the pothole in the road. Right. He's cutting from somewhere. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Involvement you see or any reason for any military involvement by the United States. Would Congress support that? 
It's a very delicate situation. It changes by the hour. That's a, We're watching that's it very a closely. One thing that House Republicans are resolved on is that we must stand with our most important ally in the Middle East, and that's Israel. Um, we will. I, we, we certainly hope that it doesn't come to boots on the ground. Uh, if, if it comes to that, and we communicated this to the White House staff as well today, that um, you know we have the Article I power in the legislative branch of government, and they have Article II. They have very limited authority on what they can do to respond without coming to Congress to seek consent. And even my Democrat colleagues, Sean, that are uh, at committees of jurisdiction understand this in the, the Foreign Affairs Committee, they, there's a purpose for that. The reason the framers put that into the Constitution is that they wanted a multitude of wise counsel to decide upon military intervention matters on a declaration of war. They wanted the duly elected representatives of the people to make that decision collectively and not one commander in chief. All right. So anyway, by the way, um, Matt Gates is proven to be a, a rock star. He had a great week. Uh, this Mike Johnson guy is everything that Matt Gates needed. Uh, hopefully, Matt Gates is going to hold this guy to an America first standard rather than an American last standard, which I think he is. I think that this is probably the best choice we had left. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but we need a lot more Trump and a lot less uh, McCarthy in Washington. Uh, we were at an event last night um, at the Ritz Carlton. Yes. And uh, everybody there was a pro Matt Gates guy. In fact, they even had a video featuring Matt Gates. Yeah, well, it was, a, it was an event that I was involved with that they had the video from. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's it had true, to yeah. have been that event because that was the only one. Where was that was, the one you uh, you hosted in Naples? The one Florida? I hosted in Naples. That had to have been from that. Because- but aren't you going to Mar-a-Lago today? Aren't I going to Mar-a-Lago today? Well, I mean, I'm going to Palm Beach beach today <laughs> uh, maybe not going and, to mar-a-lago, and mar-a-lago until, until tomorrow, tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> right. so yeah we're going to be in mar-a-lago uh tomorrow so it's going to be exciting yes uh but we'll be in palm beach tonight or today yeah this afternoon today, yeah all right so um this the truth about allowing illegal aliens to vote okay so this was mike johnson calling jerry nadler out on illegals voting you think that's a myth you think that's a conspiracy theory i don't think so let's take a listen uh, non-citizens uh have not been eligible to vote in new york or for as far as i know in any other state uh, since the 19th century that's not true the new york city council voted in december to allow this it begins january 9 2023 cities in vermont and maryland already allow this and similar measures are under consideration in illinois maine and and uh, massachusetts right now if the gentleman will yield yes uh, I believe those are um, considerations of allowing votes in municipal elections only. Right, but, but th- th- thank you. That's the point. <laughs> Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're going to turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks. That's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open. That's why they've dropped it. Look, I, I respect Ms. Lofgren and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll, I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. <laughs> it is not. And consideration is being given to uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York, and I believe in, uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont. I forget which that is. Uh, but it, as, lo- as 
much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not Burlington, the entire country. Right? Or Montpelier. Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. So I think it's Burlington. This is what's going on, folks, at home. If you're trying to figure this out, if you're scratching your heads, you're seeing the video, you see droves of people, 2.4 million people coming over the border illegally, the president allowing, the Democrats in charge of Congress are allowing it. The deal is they're going to turn them into voters. You just heard it. What? They don't have any problem with that. They celebrate it. Yeah, Here's that. the deal. We have a problem with it. The Constitution has a problem with it. American elections should be decided by American citizens. That's it. That's what, that's what this is about. That's why we're jumping up and down and screaming, my friends on the video who are commenting about this. That's why we're so upset, because our constituents are, 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 are frightened that we are losing our country. We're losing our security or losing our sovereignty because we're going to allow people from 160 different countries around the world to come in here and decide our elections. That's it. Here it is on record. You all heard. That is a scary, scary audio clip right there. Yeah. Okay. That scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, you know. So Ryan Fournier, he is part of uh, Students for Trump or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a group. It says, breaking, allegedly, Mark Meadows, allegedly. Ay, that's a terrible word. <laughs> Mark Meadows worked for the FBI as an informant and wore a wire to record all conversations with President Trump while he was chief of staff to him. This is not only unconditional, unconstitutional, but it's criminal. This is the government we live with. It's up to us to change that. Yeah. And so he sa- he goes on to say, I've received confirmation from multiple members of Congress and confidential informants that this is true. Not only have I received calls from current members of Congress, I received calls from media who know that I know about this information. I've received calls from former members of Congress who have also explained the same thing to me. This is worse than than Watergate. This is... Let's see. And then people are asking, so exactly who granted clearance to FBI agents to hear classified information from the wiretap? So the FBI cannot be trusted, obviously. That's for sure. They are just a rogue... um, uh, you know they're a crime they're a crime syndicate at this point the FBI mm-hmm. um so bomb, Ryan Fournier's bombshell report that Mark Meadows served as an FBI confidential human source for the FBI while serving as Trump's chief of staff if true is the biggest scoop of the century in a recent tweet so the the, the guy is talking about that it says Meadows assumed the role of chief of staff from March 31st 2020 to January 20, 2021, a period during which the FBI was helmed by Director Christopher Wray and Deputy Director David Bowditch. The alleged espionage activities, if true, insinuate a concerted effort by high-ranking FBI officials to spy on the president. Well, they did when he was president, when he was candidate Trump. They were spying on him. They were spying spying on on him immediately. And one thing I've always took comfort in is Trump said he's never done anything without everything that he said. He's Trump had said this. I heard him say this once. He said, everything I do, I do with the assumption that I'm being heard somewhere. Yeah, of course. You know, he just, he just, 
he would unless he's going to whisper in his son's ear in the middle of like you know you know a field uh other than that he's not he's going to make the assumption that someone's going to get access to that text yeah so the discourse unfolds into a broader narrative implicating mainstream media outlets in a potential cover-up and that's what i think the bigger issue is Given the leaks from the FBI and DOJ that found their way to the public domain through these channels, the veil of secrecy that shrouded these alleged activities has a court. So, you know, one of the things that you could do, too, is, for example, if you knew that you were being wiretapped. Yeah, that would be an advantage to you. Well, you, Chris, you know, you know, and you can um, influence. You, you're, you not can, only are you careful what you say, you, you can also you say could throw things people to, off, to throw them off. You throw smoke screens out. Yeah. You could say you're, you're going to be in uh, designate A and all the while you're in designate B. And, you know, you can pull that off once in a while, but after you lose your credibility, who knows? But the point is, is that there could be. There could be a reason why it is that the FBI has been such a f- loser failure. I mean, the FBI stinks at what they do. And, you know, I think that in part because they're being they're having the wool pulled over their eyes with their own human sources. So who knows? But uh, that I find that very interesting. Now, here's the other one. Jesse Waters reveals FBI's blackmail plot against Joe Biden involving 40 informants spying on him. Okay, so let's take a listen to this. Fox News alert. Everything primetime has been saying about the FBI and the Biden family has just been confirmed. For years, we've told you the FBI knew everything the Bidens were up to. The cash, the Chinese diamonds, American policy for sale. Not only was Biden blackmailing other countries and other countries blackmailing him, But the FBI was blackmailing Biden. Senator Chuck Grassley just announced that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has had 40 informants inside the Biden family for the last 15 years. What does that mean? It's exactly what you think. 40 FBI informants, going back to the time Joe Biden was vice president, have been providing criminal information to FBI field offices throughout the country. Forty FBI informants have been feeding the Bureau exactly what Joe Biden, James Biden, and Hunter Biden have been doing all over the world. Primetime isn't sure the FBI had this many informants working on the Trump campaign. So, what does it mean that the FBI has had the Biden family wired? And what does it mean that the FBI hasn't done a thing? Well, it tells me that the FBI knows all of the president's dirty laundry and is blackmailing him because Senator Grassley also revealed that is the key. Yeah. Is the FBI FBI has dirt on the Bidens. And so Bidens are compromised. Yeah. And, you know, they want a new building. The FBI wants a new building. You know that. Right. Yeah. Well, you're going to buy us that building or we're going to go ahead and get you impeached. It's a quid pro quo. Well, I mean, the thing is, we can't have a president that is so corrupt that they could be. And that's that's the that's the thing. It's not just the FBI that has the dirt. The Bidens have to be probably the dumbest family on the planet. Mm -hmm. They're dumb. They're corrupt. And the liberal our liberal friends voted for this crap. 
And so shame on them for doing that, number one. But number two, China has just about as much dirt on the Bidens as the FBI does. And Putin probably has just about as much dirt on the FBI, uh, on the uh, Bidens. And Ukraine, Zelensky has as much dirt on the, on the Bidens as uh, the FBI does. Yeah. So what's to make you think then that they're not blackmailing Joe Biden mm-hmm. on green energy? Because believe me when I tell you that the, uh, the green initiatives are causing huge spikes in energy prices. We've never paid so much for energy. Guess who benefits from that? Iran, Russia, and China is benefiting as well with all kinds of different initiatives. When we go green and we say we can't manufacture in the West, then China gets all the manufacturing for the world to do with no competition. Mm -hmm. That's huge for China. That's terrible for the United States worker. Right, because our jobs are going overseas. Um, yeah, we get cheaper products, but not necessarily. It's just more profit for the politicians. They're dirty and corrupt talking about this clean energy initiative. So this is what's going on, is there's a lot of blackmail going on here, and the FBI just proved it. That they got the dirt on a president and that was the problem. They made up the Russian hoax because they wanted dirt on Trump. Right. And they made it up. And they got Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and all these people to do it because they had nothing on them. And I remember hearing that Vladimir Putin also said, we don't have anything on this guy, Trump. We don't have anything to leverage. Yeah. And Trump, because um, he lived his life in the public and basically said, yeah, look, I'm not a saint. But here it is. ...that multiple FBI field offices tried to run this criminal information back to headquarters and were blocked at every corner. This criminal activity was shut down during the Trump impeachment, shut down before the last election, and it's still being shut down today. Grassley says FBI headquarters deliberately smeared criminal information coming from FBI informants about the Biden family as foreign disinformation, when in fact, after an exhaustive examination, there's never been any information that any of this has been foreign. Even the FBI informant that said the Bidens shook down Ukraine for a $10 million bribe, that was vetted and found not to be foreign disinformation. But it gets worse. The FBI's attempt to follow up on the $10 million Ukrainian Biden bribe was shut down. The FBI informant who said there's 17 tapes of Biden talking about bribes, that too has been shut down, despite that there's no evidence that this is foreign disinformation. And while all of this is going on, the FBI has been actively planting information against Donald Trump, doctoring emails and disseminating fake dossiers. The FBI used Biden to get revenge on Trump. They got a dirty politician elected so they could defeat a politician who caught them trying to frame him and fire their director. 
Bingo. And now we have a compromised president in the White House being protected by a rogue gang of sick agents. And the American people are the real victims of this stupid inside game. You're paying more for everything. The border's wide open and crime is sky high. And we have two proxy wars that Biden can't manage. All because the FBI believes it's more powerful than democracy. Is that... That blows my mind. Of course it does. I mean, that's, uh, you know, this is what happens when uh, when power is left unchecked. Right, right. And, you know, Trump uh, was answering this question. Brett Baer confronted him uh, a while back. This is back says, in June or July of this yeah, year. I hired 10 to 1, he says. But uh, this was a great question and a really great answer from Trump uh, because Basically, it's really hard to find people in the swamp that aren't swamp creatures. 16, you said that. I'm going to surround myself with only the best and most serious people. Well, I did do that. This and we time, had tremendous. Look, we had the best economy we've ever had. This the world time has ever seen. Your vice president, Mike Pence, is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former secretary of state, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton. He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr uh, says you shouldn't be president again. Uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, you're second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White House chief of staff, John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. (laughs) You called your acting White House chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, a born loser. You called your first secretary of state, Rex Tillerson, dumb as a rock. (laughs) And your first defense secretary, James Mattis, the world's most overrated general. You called your White House press secretary, Kayla Kennedy, milquetoast. And multiple times, you've referred to your transportation secretary, Elaine Chao, as Mitch McConnell's China loving wife. (laughs) So why did you hire all of them in the first place? Because I hired 10 to 1 that were fantastic. We had a great economy. We had phenomenal people in charge of the economy. We had phenomenal people in the military. I'm not a fan of Millie and I'm not a fan of certain of the television people. But I knocked out ISIS. I defeated ISIS. They said, Mattis, it would take three years, and I don't think we can do it. I did it in a period of, like, four weeks. There's a lot of people not, who praise you for your policies. That's because ISIS was being paid off as a mercenary group working on behalf of the United States and the politicians involved in the black market trade of oil that was directly in competition with Russia, violating all kinds of different treaties because it wasn't sanctioned by any one government. And that's exactly what was going on there. And everybody knows it, and they should know it. And Trump just basically said, you know what? We're going to go ahead and use our soldiers to protect the oil. We don't need ISIS mercenaries or so-called terrorists. What's the difference in the term? It's true. Well, I mean, you just went through a list. But don't forget, (coughs) for everyone you say, I had 10 that love us. And one thing happens, I find. Yeah, and that that was at the end of that exchange. But, yeah, he's right. I was surprised about the comment about uh, Kaylee McInerney because I I thought that she was one of the better press secretaries, yeah. and I also thought that she and Trump got along well. So I'm looking at this Reagan meme, and it says, people who think a tax boost will cure inflation are the same ones who believe another drink will cure a hangover. <laughs> President Ronald Reagan. You know why that's true? Because on its face, if you think linear, if you think one, two, yeah, um, 
then basically you say, well, if you tax, if you want to slow the economy down, tax people, and it will slow the economy down. But when you tax people, you basically then enrich the government. True. It's a theft of wealth from stealing from the middle class to the government. Then the government starts a war, prints money, stimulates, you know, throws money out into the ether without any, any, um, any stimulate uh, with regard to the product, the supply side. So see, I mean, when you have a healthy economy, you have a high GDP, it means high production and then more money in the economy because more people are working, more people are, are producing. And so more people consume, but more things are being made. Right. Right. So that's, that's the beauty of capitalism. But if you're just creating money, if, if you're, you're only doing, doing one doing side of that tree, equation, you're you're creating money that then you're creating pressure on supply, yeah, and that cre- increases the the value of every piece of that supply, and it, you know it causes inflation. And that's exactly so. When the government taxes you, they end up spending more, yeah, and when they spend more, it throws money into the economy without any increase in productivity. Exactly. That's the problem. And Reagan knew it. The Democrats are too stupid to know it. Um, there's this woman uh, in this audio here that says, the U.S. military training camp for illegals down along the southern border, she's not allowed to go there. And so basically she's being tipped off by a bunch of people. It's kind of an interesting little clip. Um, I'm I don't think it presents well. So, I mean, it, it sort of doesn't... I, I don't think that the audience is going to understand what she's doing. But um, but it is a, it is happening along the border that there are training camps. There are people coming in from Nepal, going to New York. Uh, it's a weird situation along the southern border, and something needs to be done about it. I got an audio clip here that says Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling uh, to uh, for... Rashid Tlaib needs to be removed from Congress because she's actively supporting terrorism. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is this, uh, you know, and then I got this audio that says military age males at the border say they are coming to a city or town near you. And they're coming from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Like, just Unbelievable. And so I had, you know, that audio. And then the American Civil Liberties Union finally speaks out on behalf of President Trump and the ridiculous gag orders. Uh, Now it's time for the ACLU to get more involved. Well, kudos to ACLU for that. But really, exactly. Yeah, that one kind of surprises me. Yeah, it had to be a hammer over their head. (laughs) I mean, I think they were being called out for their hypocrisy. They lost every bit of credibility that they ever tried to get. Um, here, here's one. This is a short clip. I'm going to go ahead and play it. This is a congressman, Andy Ogles, uh, basically says, slams Joe Biden's green mandates that are now targeting ice makers. Take a listen. Here we go again. The administration's war on appliances continues. First, it was gas stoves. Then it was water heaters. And now it's ice makers. I live in the country. I like a glass of iced tea. Operative word there is ice. Here we go. Yeah, stoves, everything else. I mean, it's unbelievable what they're trying to do to the middle class. Uh, that's just trying to make ends meet. Here's um, 
Trish Regan, she says, Coca-Cola fizzles on Black Lives Matter. Let's take a listen to this opening part. Corporate America is waking up to the reality that, you know what, maybe it's not so hip, it's not so cool to be in line with Black Lives Matter, considering that this is the group that's so in line with a terror organization that just destroyed the lives of 1,400 people in Israel. I'm talking about Hamas. And I'm talking about Black Lives Matter right out of Chicago. So no sooner did this horrific ordeal happen on October 7th, but BLM Chicago followed up with this little number. Yeah, a graphic saying that is all, that is it. I stand with Palestine. 1,400 people dead, women raped, children beheaded, elderly people set on fire. And Black Lives Matter. Somehow thinks it's okay. Well, I'm telling you, corporate America is paying attention because guess what? Coca-Cola didn't really like that little number. No, Coca-Cola. <laughs> sure they didn't. They just pulled their sponsorship. You see, they had given $500,000 to Sprite, which is owned, of course, as part of the Coca-Cola company. And they gave this for a contribution to the Black Lives Matter global network. But on the flip side, though, UFC just ha- allowed Bud Light to be one of their chief sponsors. Seriously? After yeah. everything? UFC. That's ridiculous. A MAGA company. Like, well, no, they're not really technically a MAGA company. No, but, but, they, but, they, but they espouse the same values. And after the whole thing with uh, Dylan Mulvaney, they're allowing yeah. them. That, that's insane. Uh, I think there's going to be pushback against that. No, I think so. All right, we got a couple of clips here. Um, this is uh, interesting. Let's take a listen to what the, what's happening with our the Fed and the economy. This guy really nails it. Let's they take a listen. They are scheduling to do a rug pull in the American middle class, the extent of which many people don't realize. You might see these inflation numbers, 3%, 4% inflation. A new report shows U.S. inflation picked up in August. The Consumer Price Index shows prices climbed 3.7% compared to a year ago, more than expected. So 3.7% inflation. Everything's up 20, 30, 40%. Rising cost of groceries is getting to the point now where more Americans are affected. You go to a grocery store. Okay, I'm reading this screen here. He pops up. Food in elementary and secondary schools, 254% inflation. Fuel oil, 65.7% inflation. Eggs, four, up 49.1%. Airline fares, up 36%. Butter and margarine, up 34.2%. Flour and prepared uh, flour mixes, 24, 25%. Public transportation, 24%. Fast and Fats and oils up 22%. Rice, pasta, and cornmeal up 17%. Bread up 16%. So you tell me where they're getting this 3.8% or whatever number they're coming up with for inflation. It's insane. No, we're talking about food at elementary and secondary schools up 255%. It's crazy. So let's take a listen Everything's to this. Everything's up 20, 30, 40%. Rising cost of groceries is getting to the point now where more Americans are choosing to dine out rather than spend money on home-cooked meals. You might see unemployment at 3% or 4% in the numbers in which they share, but then, you know, you look around and most of your friends have two jobs. They have side hustles. They have all these different things. And you wonder, are all these numbers doctored? Are they real? Well, 
I'm going to show you what's really going on because something really, really big is in the works. It's not an opinion. It's not something they're thinking about doing. It's already a fact. It's already law. It's happening in 2025. But we're going to see a gradual erosion of the middle class and America over the next 15 months that people need to really prepare for to position themselves where I think is going to be the greatest wealth transfer of all time, by far, without doubt. Started in 2020. It's ramping up now. And over the next two years, it's going to get crazy. Please hit the and financing for your business or maybe to invest in the economy is in the same place that it was in 2018 when it comes to the job market and the market. I don't think many people would agree with that. But when you look at just where inflation, they're saying inflation is 3.8%, 4%. This is just the last 12 months, right? Food at secondary, elementary and, and that, secondary I, schools. I just reported all of that that he's going to get into. Yeah. But he talks about, you know, this real con job on this. Um, and just could afford to buy a home, the average home, a four hundred thousand dollar property. Well, with eight percent mortgage rates, it's only twenty two million Americans. So we're getting hit with auto. There's an uh, auto repo is is skyrocketing. Foreclosures were up thirty four point six percent or something like that uh, just a, a month ago. Uh, so foreclosures are on the rise. It's because people are now um, they can't afford. Uh, they they can't afford their their mortgage because of the inflation that we just talked about mm-hmm. on everything else that they buy. Yeah, and so the foreclosures are happening, and then eight uh, percent doesn't allow them to re-enter the market in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's it's absolutely insane. Well, here's a someone uh, calling out um, National Reviews calling out Kirby for the six billion dollars released to Iran. And talking about the money laundering that we talk about on here every single day. I also want to be clear. This is not a payment of any kind. It's not ransom. These aren't U.S. taxpayer dollars. Yeah. And the payments after the threats to burn down my business, those are monthly service fees, not protection money. And the large one-time payout to the 501c3 run by the head of procurement after I got the construction contract, that's charity. That's not a kickback. And the $3 million a year contract with Hunter Biden, that's a testament to his business acumen, not a bribe. I get it. That's how laundering is done, right? Um, So, you know, it's uh, it it is what it is. Um, Yeah, I'm just uh, in the in the case of time. um, uh, We have a lot of funny clips that I wanted to get to, but Trump was even trolling the Taliban, um, talking about electric tanks. And remember, Greta Thunberg was talking about green hand grenades and things like that. Um, yeah, so uh, there was this exchange with Josh Hawley calling out Tyson Foods for reportedly exploiting migrant children in supply chains. We talked about that today. Um, but uh, with the time we have left, I really want to get to um, Leonora's article that she's uh, going to be – it's not even out yet. It's going to be coming out Sunday, right? Right. Sunday, and it's a review <coughs> of Rand Paul's new book, Deception, The Great COVID Cover-Up. 
And in the book and in my article, I you know we we get into the issue of how COVID was a great cover up. You know, he attacks Anthony Fauci. In fact, the cover of the book has Anthony Fauci wearing a mask, and you know it talks about you know the the thing that we've all been discussing for three years that the origins of the virus was covered up. They tried to make the narrative that it came from a wet market. When in actuality, all the evidence po- pointed to it being a, le- a leak from the lab associated with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But more importantly, it wasn't just about the fact that the there was a lie told about this, the, the likely origin of the virus, but the fact that gain-of-function research was being done at labs associated with the Virology Institute and that Fauci and the scientific elite community uh, with help from the government and with help from a, a pass-through organization, tried to hide it. And they tried to redefine what's considered gain-of-function research so that they would um, circumvent oversight. And, you know, and a lot of this had to do with millions of dollars that were being protected. And the big kicker here, the smoking gun, is that this lab may have indeed caused the virus in the first place. So Fauci may have been behind you know, the actual creation of the coronavirus because of the research that they were doing to recreate viruses. And didn't the fire happen like immediately after he went out after Fauci, a fire happened at his headquarters. Yeah, I, but I don't, I don't get into that because the book was, you know, that. Is, yeah. uh, but I, don't, I don't talk about that. But the point is, and that's a good point because this ha- is mentioned in the book that uh, that Rand Paul is pursuing a criminal referral against Fauci for lying to Congress for you know other you know attempts what gets to me cover about up. Fauci is when he was asked point blank about the royalties, he says we don't have to disclose them. We don't even have to disclose them in our financial financial statements right he said that So, how is that set up like that that, that that's just insane well it, again there were tricky you know there was some tr- trickery that's in there and some loopholes but what the book does have a lot of great gotcha moments when ram paul is talking to fauci or ram paul is talking to anthony blinken or the president of moderna you know and you you, know, you see these interesting exchanges where you, you know he is asking him them these pointed questions and they start going into circles and in their responses so it's a very interesting, well-written book. I find it fascinating to revisit this whole story, to go down that rabbit hole again and see everything that happened over the last three years related to this pandemic and the thought that it could have been created because people were doing research on gain-of-function. Yeah, Two million American lives, at least. Uh, they calculate somewhere between 6 and 18 million collectively. I mean, it's interesting because th- there is not a real firm number. But how, many careers, how many careers did, did, did it cost? How many businesses went out of business as a result of it? Um, businesses shuttered that never reopened again. The lost gaps for the students, all those types of things that happened and all the depression and isolation that people had. And the suicide rate we, is untold. Yeah, exactly. All of those things. And then the election fraud that uh, happened. We, we ended up with Biden because of COVID. There, yeah, and I don't because get it. Because it ruined I get, Trump's economy. I, I didn't get into that part, but the thing is, there, there, obviously the economy was cratered because of this, and you, you don't, you don't uh, spark an economy by more payouts. It leveled Trump's greatness. It leveled the playing field because it just, just completely wiped out everything Trump built. Right. Overnight, yeah. and you know, it's unbelievable. It was an unbelievable bioweapon attack on humanity, right. and Fauci 
was at the forefront of it. Well, I encourage everybody to read the book, and I, I, I of course, encourage you to Spectator. read my Org. review of the book on, on Spectator.org, which All will right. appear on Sunday. All like, right. So. And you just look for my name, Leonor Cravote, and you'll All find right. it. Be sure to check out Magapack.org. Make a donation to keep Scott Adams' show commercial-free. Also, use Red State over at MyPillow.com, and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.